Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Call Her Holy. My name is Nicoletta Bradley, and I am actually not here with Laura Elders. I'm with the one, the only, my best girl, Kelly Linthicum. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and y'all, before we dive in, I want to tell you about our sponsor today, and that is Go Ringed. If you have seen anything on Instagram around me and jewelry, it is truly all I wear. Their entire collection is gold-filled and sterling silver, so it's hypoallergenic, waterproof, and it won't tarnish. Seriously, y'all, I am so picky on jewelry. Even my girl Kelly has it on right now, and it's not one of those companies that makes your uh, finger turn green. Praise God. It is so cool. It also started as a way to fundraise for a mission trip. And now they partner with people monthly for those who are trying to raise money to go share the gospel. It is absolutely amazing. It's long lasting. You put it on, you leave it on and you forget it because it's literally everyday jewelry. I have the rings on right now. I have their earrings on right now. And my girl Kelly has their necklaces on right now. But we're not talking about jewelry. We're actually talking about taking off the jewelry. <laughs> this is part two of Broken Engagement. How we doing, my Woo! girl Kelly? <laughs> Welcome back, team. We, we are in it. the podcast studio. If you don't know who Kelly is, you do know who Kelly is, because if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> we were just in New York City together. Because we are so annoying on Instagram. <laughs> Hot girl summer, except it's like spring, so it's maybe literally not. February. <laughs> <laughs> you were there for two weeks, though. Yeah, it was great. What was the highlight? I got to know all the deets. Oh. Let the people know. I saw like five Broadway shows. She really did, y'all. Like, truly. I just love it. It's so, oh, just the talent. The talent is unreal. Oh, it's amazing. Okay, what was the other favorite parts? I mean, the bagels? Everything. <laughs> yeah, I ate bagels four times. <laughs> feeling large and in charge. Um, but these chairs are so bucket filled. You got lots of yeah, space. Yeah, I got space. <laughs> um, no, the food, just the pe meeting new people, people from all over with different stories is just super fun. And just, I feel alive. Did you, did you uh, meet any men that the audience needs to know about? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but that's why we're here. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We are here because if you didn't listen to part one, me and Kelly met at Watermark Church and we did their institute program. And it is basically a year long seminary program. But we connected over the fact that we both had broken engagements. And so if you didn't listen to part one, go check it out. We go in a little bit more of depth around our stories. But I'm really excited about this episode with you kelly because we just want to answer questions that we got as dms from you guys as listeners and my hope and my prayer and our prayer is that this is an episode that you can send to the girl who maybe just went through a broken engagement mm -hmm. and our hope and prayer is that the lord just uses our stories to encourage the girl that maybe just took off a ring or maybe someone that's debating calling off an engagement. Yeah. And I don't know. I think after time meditating, Kelly, what do you feel like um, the Lord has just spoken the most since we last recorded our episode concerning this topic? No, I would just say like reflecting on this and going through the story again. I think I was just reminded of, in the moment when all of this happened, when I called off my engagement, it very well felt like I was never going to recover. And it's just crazy looking forward like five years now and just seeing like what has happened in those five years, all that the Lord has done in those five years, the friendships I've made, the memories I've made, like you are going to be okay. And I think just talking through all of this stuff and revisiting it, um, 
just reminded me of how I felt in that moment. And I, I did not think I was gonna be okay. Like I thought, I think I said last time, I thought I was gonna have to like move home and quit my job. Like I just didn't really think I would be able to like go on after something like this happened. But we're here to tell you that you will be okay. The Lord will sustain you and get you through it. And it will still be a part of your story, but it won't define you. Gosh, that's so good. And honestly, us being in New York, I'm pretty sure we talked about it of like the fact that we're in New York City right now together is a testament of God's kindness that both of us took off rings and are still single in our 30s, but living life to the full. Yeah, totally. I definitely had that thought of like, if I was married and marriage is an amazing thing, but it was just like, I have been able to do all these other things because that's not the path that the Lord had for me. Totally. Marriage is great. It's different, but it's not better. And we did a funny TikTok in New York of like, man, three single ladies in New York (laughs) in our 30s. Like, what advice do we give to the people? But it was encouraging because it's like, man, stop waiting to in order to start living Mm. until you get married because there's life to be found that isn't only found when you get a spouse like we're so quick to think as these christian women that life begins when we get the ring but at least in my own experience with my story like my life began actually when i took it off Mm, and so today i'm really excited because we're gonna go and answer we're gonna answer dms that y'all sent us around what to do when you're engaged and then how to handle post-engagement and then lastly, um, how to handle dating again once you were engaged. Mm. So let's dive in to honestly the girl who's engaged and maybe doubting it. And I want to ask you this question first, Kelly. When to know if you should call it off? So you're dating someone, you're feeling anxious, all the things. How do you know if you're not supposed to be in it anymore? Yeah, I think that's a great question to start with. Um, I would look at a couple things. Um, so I think a few things that come to mind are if this person isn't making you look more like Christ or pointing you to Christ. I think that's probably the first thing you should look at. The biggest thing, um, are they causing you to sin? Are they causing you to stumble? Are they pulling you away from your relationship with God other than enhancing it and encouraging it? I would say that's probably like the biggest thing. Um, but I think more practically, a couple other things you can look at are, um, what do your friends say about him? What is, how does your family feel about him? I, I mean, I feel like I've met so many people who, um, they're like, yeah, my friends and family don't really like him, but it's, it's fine. It's whatever. And I'm like, no, you should pay attention to that because those are the people that love you the most and care about you the most and are closest to you. And you should value their opinion. Um, I would also just say like, if you can't be yourself, around that person yeah that's good and i know like i feel like you can relate to that in a sense yeah i can relate to that because most of the people i've dated i've never felt like i can be myself and i've heard two things that kind of go along with you with what you said is one when you're in love trust yourself the least and that's where community comes in and is so important because they can call out the blind spots second thing i've heard is you need to stop being so focused on who you want to be young with and start focusing on who you want to grow old with. Mm. And so when you ask yourself, how do I know if I want to call it off? Ask yourself, do I want to spend 60 years with this person? Do we have the same goals for our life? Yeah. Because reality is you can sit on the couch, go on fun vacations and be young 
with almost anyone if you mm-hmm. want to be truly honest yeah but imagine 10 years down the road 20 years down the road if your mom dies how does that person that you're engaged to you think they're going to handle it are they going to point to jesus in the hard moments are they going to get on their knees and pray with you or are they going to run to the bar when things get hard there are so many things to think about but i think we get so focused on the here and now of what you see that's right in front of you but i think the benefit of people and the benefit of community and the benefit of wisdom is getting outside of the next one to two years and asking yourself how are they going to be how are we going to be 10 20 30 40 years down the road yeah thinking long term for sure totally um yeah and i would say another thing for sure is like if people are raising concerns for reasons that you shouldn't get married like pay attention to that totally like i said when you're in love trust yourself the least So I want to dive into the next question is, okay, so let's say you've decided that this isn't God's best. Your community is not agreeing with you. You're feeling that anxiety. You're just feeling like, man, as hard as it's going to be, I don't think this is it. How do you even start that conversation? Because I know I've talked to a lot of listeners and they are too fearful to even have the conversation. Therefore, they just get married because they're too scared of having it. Like, what did you do? How would you encourage a girl to start such a heartbreaking conversation? Yeah. I mean, I would first just say you never want to marry someone out of fear. Um, and so if that's your a driving factor, like take a pause and really ask yourself why you're wanting to be with that person. Um, and just also want to empathize with our the listeners. Like it is so hard to have that conversation. Oh my gosh. It is the hardest conversation I've ever had to yeah day it's gut-wrenching and i can still very vividly remember it um and so i would just say if if you are feeling um pause or concern i mean first just bring it to the lord and pray um i think pray for boldness pray for a conversation bring in your community pray for the words to say um and bring people in and just know that if you do need to have that conversation um that you are not meant to do it alone and that you can have people um, to walk alongside you and encourage you and just be um, just be like that rock for you. Um, so I'd say bring people in. And I think a piece of advice that was really helpful for me um, because I just felt you, you feel the the weight of um, shame and you're just feeling the weight of hurting somebody else. But I think just remembering that God loves that person more than you could ever love yeah, or care for them. And that um, God is going to provide for them and take care of them um, if they are seeking him. And so I feel like that was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. It was like, okay, I can I can trust that God has got them. Even if they are devastated and hurt by what I'm about to deliver, um, God is going to take care of them. And it's so much more loving to have that hard conversation and be honest than to just suck it up and try to move on in order to like not hurt someone in that moment. Because you're going to hurt them down the road. You're going to hurt them if you stay married to them. exactly. And you didn't want to be. Honestly, think about it this way. It is more loving for you to call it off than to marry someone out of fear of hurting their feelings or what they may think. Like, reverse it. 100%. You don't want someone to be like, I married you because I was scared of hurting your feelings. You'd be like, screw you. You should have called it off. Like, that is way way more more loving. And it kind of reminds me of the verse, Romans 12, 10. And it says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor 
one another above yourself. And I think that's the perfect verse to bring into that because I love how it says honor another above yourself. Because if you're sitting here saying, I'm not going to do it because I'm afraid they're going to be mad at me, that's not honoring them. That's considering you above them. In reality is, is I've talked to people that were broken up with who called off the engagement and then someone called off the engagement towards them. And to this day, a lot of people, including myself, have been like, that was the most loving thing that person could have ever done. And while that was gut wrenching, then a lot of those people are now married to someone that's different and quote unquote better for them. And they're like, thank God that person had the courage mm. to call off the engagement because now I see that it wasn't God's best because now I am married to yeah. God's best. And so I think that's, you need to take the focus off of your fear, your comfort, your blank and go, if God's asking me to do this, it must mean that it's better for me, but also better for them, even if neither of us see it right now. Yeah, that's really good. Dang, that's so good. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, third question is how to tell others or how to deal with the guilt of calling it off when people have spent money, when maybe your parents have literally dumped all these finances into the wedding. Because um, I think it's scary. Like that is a big reason. That is the number one reason people stay Mm. and get married because they're like all the invitations have been sent the wedding has been booked i have my dress once again it goes back to the fear of what other people think what would you say about that yeah i would say that's a very real feeling um it's the fear of like disappointing people again hurting people around you and i remember feeling that very deeply um luckily i did not get very far into the engagement process praise god Um, but I think just remembering like honesty is the best policy and also remembering that in that fear of disappointment, um, your friends and family who really love you and care for you, they, they're going to support you regardless. They might not understand. They might be hurt. They might be confused. I know maybe if finances are involved, that can be tricky, but, um, just the people who are real ones and, friends and family are really are are, will continue to support you um with your decision because no one wants you to end up divorced or anything like that that's good and remembering that guilt isn't from the lord Mm -hmm. like if you call up an engagement you end the wedding you lose the money and then you are just covered in shame totally real i want to validate you like i remember feeling overwhelming shame because i was so anxious about what did his family members think about me what did his friends think about me what did community like i was so worried about what other people were thinking but one i think you have to remember guilt and shame is not from the lord god isn't looking at you being like how dare you call off that engagement he's like daughter i just love you but secondly you have an audience of one yeah and in any decision you make you might disappoint people because you're not perfect, they're not perfect, and everyone's gonna have a different perspective. But you have to remember that faithfulness is better. And if you feel like this is something that you're called to do, if you believe that this is your best and is eventually gonna get you where you are honoring the Lord and being guided by His Spirit, like you have an audience of one. Yeah, there's a verse, um, it's Galatians 1.10, and it's, am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? If I'm seeking the approval of men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Um, And so I think just remembering your identity is in Christ. It's not in who or in what people think about you. Um, And also just remembering like you can't control what people think about you. And just remembering that like the Lord's opinion and view of you is the only one that matters. Dude, I love that. That is so good. I'll never forget hearing that of like, you are not in control of what other people think of you. You know what? Some people might be proud of you. 
but yeah you know what i'm saying like i post two years from calling off my engagement have actually received a lot of compliments and that of like yeah. i'm so proud of you even though i had no idea anything about your relationship i can't imagine how hard that was and i'm proud of you and so here's the thing you're not going to be able to please everyone whether you stay with them or you break up yeah like you literally can't please everyone it's impossible if the king of the universe who is perfect came down in the form of a man and he could barely please anyone what makes you think that you can Mm. and that goes along with when you call off an engagement or you stay in a relationship or you don't like you're just never gonna make everyone happy yeah and so but that kind of leads me into the next question is i think a lot of times we can just have nerves like we get anxious we are feeling nervous and a lot of times we can think like well if i'm nervous that means that i need to call it off yeah so how would you answer the girl i think that's the number one question i honestly get from dms is like how to discern if you're just nervous or if it's god god's the one asking you to call it off what would Mm. you say to that girl yeah i would say a few things um one i would say look at your past and your track record um so i know for me I struggle with anxiety and so I will probably always struggle with some level of anxiety in a relationship but I would say like that's that's normal for me Um, if it's not normal for you then maybe that's something to um, just evaluate a little bit deeper and I would say also look at the facts so back to the first question we answered yeah that's good if there's a lot of red flags or people are flagging you know are saying that they're concerned or they're not confident that you should move forward. Like, look at those things. Look at the facts. Look at this person. Ask yourself the hard questions of um, maybe, the, you know, the Lord might be giving you a pause so that you don't move forward. Um, and then I think just to reiterate what we've been talking about, asking community, bringing it to the Lord, obviously, are a few good first steps. What What would you say? Yeah, man. I think really good advice I've always gotten is, discerning peace because i think we hear that word a lot in the christian culture like well i just don't have peace about this well you might not have 100 percent peace walking down the aisle in marriage because it's a scary thing yeah like you're not gonna have a decision it's a big decision but here's where i think god is really kind there's a difference between overwhelming peace and a disruption of peace and i know for me that when i was engaged it was a disruption of peace like i felt sick to my stomach i was like this doesn't feel right but I've talked to so many brides and I don't think one of them can say I was a hundred percent, thousand percent peace walking down the aisle. It was like, yeah, like so easy. Never, never questioned, never struggled. Like it's a huge decision. It's you're a you're huge going decision. to probably doubt it sometimes and be like, do I really want this? Am I sure? Like it's the rest of your life. Like, do I want to give up the single trips to New York? I don't really <laughs> yeah, know exactly. this is what I want to do. Like there is some lack of peace in that. Like, let me tell you, I'm not trying to give up my bagel trips to New York City. <laughs> Bagels for days. <laughs> Bagels for days. I'm just looking for a bagel partner. <laughs> Kelly's like, I don't want to get a bagel with Nicolette anymore. <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah, I think that's really important. It's just to remember going back to the question of just like pieces from the Lord, but he will interfere if it's not right. But it's okay to be nervous to marry someone. But I love what you said is looking at the facts. Mm. If you pull out all emotion, who is the man that you're walking down the aisle to? Is that someone going back to our first question that you can say makes you look more like Jesus? Can you say that what you want in the future aligns? Can you say that community and your family are cheering you on? If the facts are good, then feel confident that it's right. But if 
red flags are happening left and right. You're feeling a disruption. I would just get honest with the Lord. And I know for me, what honestly came down to me when I was like, is this right or is it wrong? My answer came from opening God's word. Mm. And it does say like the Bible is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And I remember asking advice from so many people. Like, and I also, this was really hard for me. I asked advice from people that I knew would give me the answer I wanted. Mm. And so that meant I went to a girl who I know had a dating, a terrible dating experience, but then she got married and it's been really great. So I would go to her and she would say, this is normal. This is normal. So then I would cling to that. Or I'd go to my friend who was a counselor who, you know, then asked me all the good questions to there. I would feel peace that it was correct. But I say all that to say is that when you actually pull out the voices, pull out the opinions, pull out the fears, all the things, and you get honest, like God is this your best? You open up your Bible, you journal it through. God is not a God of confusion and he will be abundantly clear if you ask him, but you have to ask him. Yeah. I would say even too, like if you have a, like a lack of clarity, then that is also potentially like your answer. Yeah. And I mean, it literally says in Job 42 too, if you make a mistake, no plan of the Lord's can be thwarted. You are not powerful to mess up God's plan. And I think that's also a good reminder of like, okay, let's say you call it off. If that's God's best, like he's going to bring that back around. Like I really do believe that. And yeah. God is more powerful than you are. And so I think just being faithful, walking by faith, not by sight, not walking by your emotions and not being controlled by fear, but being like, you are God. I am not. What do you want me to do? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, I think that was a really good. Thank you for all those questions, y'all. I kind of want to transition into post engagement. So that's kind of what you do when you're engaged and you're feeling anxious. But now I want to talk to the girl who maybe just called off the engagement. And I think this is also really, really hard because yes, while calling off an engagement is hard, I would almost argue that afterwards was harder for me. I don't, I don't know, Kelly, what about for you? Um, I would say for me, no, but okay. that's because I had kind of already pre-processed calling it off like while I was still engaged, which was not great. Would not advise that, but um, by the time I actually had the courage to do it, I was already there. Mentally. You were already there. Yeah. That's such a gift. Okay. So you never really struggled with the temptation to call him after. No, I would say no. I mean, it's, it's was tough because you're basically, your life is completely changing, but yeah, I would say, um, to the person who might be tempted is like, that's, that's very normal because of what I just said. Like, your life is completely shifting and changing. And so you are going to want and crave normalcy. You're going to want comfort. You're going to, it, it's tough because you're wanting to, that you're probably very close to that person. And that's typically who you probably went to in the past when you were struggling with hard things and you can't do that anymore. So I think just knowing that that temptation will probably be there and to give yourself grace in that. Um, but I would just say, um, remember Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which is, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Um, and just remember, like, you broke up with them for a reason. You called it off for a reason. So yeah. when you're tempted, like, remember those reasons. Remember why you did that because, of course, you're going to be lonely and, of course, you're going to miss them. Like, almost like preparing yourself that that will happen and kind of having a game plan of when you are tempted. So maybe it's, like, accountability and you're – you're asking people, you know, you're, you're bringing people in your life and saying, hey, when I'm tempted to call them or text them, I'm going to reach out to you first so you can remind me not to do it and, and why. 
Dang, I love that. I think that I love how you said expect it to be hard because I think a lot of people will be like, if it's this hard, it must mean it's not right. When I think mm. that's really bad advice because yeah. any breakup is going to be hard, especially a broken engagement. Because at least for me, when that ring went on, I now was like, you're my person for the rest of my life. So I took off the boundaries of me like protecting my heart and protecting my mind and let my brain go there. Mm -hmm. Like this was the person I was going to grow old with. And so I no longer was protecting myself. And so when I called it off, of course it was hard. Yeah. At least by God's kindness, I never doubted that decision, but it wasn't like I didn't cry all the time. Like I really, really did, but it was always this like overwhelming peace. And I think I've always told this to girls after a breakup, trust yourself the least. Yeah. I really do believe this is where the enemy does his best work. Cause I remember it was rose colored glasses. And I think he does this in breakups as well, because how many times have you broken up with someone that you know, wasn't right. Your friends know weren't right. But then you, after you broken up with them go, he was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like, all of a sudden, I really do believe it's a tactic of the enemy. The bad just disappeared and you remember the best and i think that's where you were so spot on community lean on your community to remind you of the facts why did we break up why did i call off this engagement i remember at one point in time i had to literally make a list of like this is why i walked away so that when my emotions took over i was reminded of like hey like we didn't want the same things in life like it he was a great man and i was and i was chasing after jesus too it wasn't because one was wrong and one was right we just were different and so i think honestly ladies remind yourself to trust yourself the least during a broken engagement or a breakup for the matter yeah that's really good Mm. well okay next question so how do you heal Like, how do you move on? Like this, um, I remember my counselor said, this is a form of trauma. Yeah. It really is. Like like what I just said, you have pictured your life with this person and now they're gone. Yeah, it kind of feels like a death. Not to be dramatic, but it, it, you're cutting someone out of your life. It feels like they died, honestly. So what would you say to that girl? I would say give it time and seek the lord um i've heard this phrase that it's like time doesn't heal all wounds but god does and so i think um just being disciplined and diligent and bringing your pain to the lord and asking for healing um i know i was going through a recovery program at the time which really helped me um but I think you just need to bring people in and have that accountability and have that community and bring the Lord in um, to find healing and just know it's a process. Know it's going to take time um, giving yourself grace in that. And I would just um, really encourage you not to run to things to numb. Um, I know that, you know, other boys are tempting. Partying is tempting. Um literally anything shopping like materialism like anything you're gonna want to look to anything to fill that void and fill that sadness but that is just going to prolong your healing if you're using things to numb or to fill that void gosh that's so good and y'all it literally says in scripture that god is your healer if you can pull out a scripture somewhere that boys partying shopping spending is your healer like let's freaking combat like let's go i will take you to whatever Here's the deal. I have broken up with other people in the past and I have ran to the party scene. 
And I will tell you, it took twice as long for my heart to heal. But it is when after the broke engagement, y'all, I was up at 4 a.m. reading my Bible some days. Like I literally was at 4 a.m. before I personal trained at 6 a.m. I was in my Bible at lunch and at dinner. And I was like, God, you say in your scripture, you are the healer. And so therefore I can either try the things that I've tried before and know that they're empty, or I can sit at the feet of the cross and literally say, God, you have got to heal my heart. It reminds me of the story of Martha and Mary. And we see that Martha is anxiously running around. She's trying to figure all these things out. But then Mary is sitting at the feet of the cross. And you hear Jesus say, Mary found what was better. And you want to know how to heal your heart, ladies? It is sitting at the feet of Jesus. It is literally saying, heal my heart. Touch me and make me new. And here's the coolest thing is that he promises he will do it. But you know what doesn't promise that they will do it? The world. The world will literally never heal your heart. And so if you're thinking that getting on hinge is the next best move for you to heal your heart, I am here to tell you it will not. You have a God-shaped hole in your heart and it will only be healed by putting God in that place and nothing else will satisfy. I can say it for days. Oh, she preaching now. She preaching. <laughs> Bring in the word. She said, mm, get fired up. <laughs> I'm going to fire it up because I've walked with so many of you ladies who ran to hinge. I, <laughs> I walked with myself when I ran to the dating house. <laughs> I was in the pit. <laughs> I literally was like wasted after one breakup. I ran to so many boys. And I literally was like, I'm more broken than I was before. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing at it. <laughs> We're laughing because it's so true. Oh, man. No, that is that is actually word Dang i mean it. i'm like try it if you guys um you know want to try it and let us know how it works out for you if you don't believe us like let DM us, us, let us know dm us we're happy to help goes. you pick up the pieces yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously though and that's what i'm saying like i'll never forget after i did call off my engagement i ended up going on a solo girls trip literally booked a five-star hotel and went for three days and i just spent time with the lord and i remember just being like god I am broken and I need you. And I remember on that trip, I just remember God being like, this could be the best years of your life moving forward. Mm. Or you can use these next few years and completely desert me. But it's up to you. And like, I can confidently say the last two years of my life since calling it off, I would say that my broken engagement was the foundation for the rest of my life. Like I would say that like that was the bottom and what God did was just rebuild. And it's just super encouraging when I say this to girls who are maybe just going through a breakup. I'm like, choose Jesus because like he promises in the crushing and the breaking, he makes new wine. Mm. He promises that when you are weak, you are actually strong. It's the upside down kingdom because Mm -hmm. the world will tell you this will satisfy. But Jesus is like, come to me all who are weary and burden laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle in heart. And that's the coolest picture is like, he's gentle in your heartbreak. He's not cruel. He's kind and he wants to help run to him. Okay, so we have two more questions and I just want to ask, ask you, Kelly. Well, actually... Have, did you ever see your ex afterwards? Yeah, but not a lot. Okay, so what advice do you have for the girl when you do see your ex? Like after, whether that's a month, six months, a year, what do you say? Yeah, I think the first thing is just give yourself grace. Um, I know so it, for some people it might be very hard. For some people, I don't know, maybe not. But I feel like for most people it's going to be hard. And I would just say give yourself grace. Like, almost prepare um 
prepare how you want it to go if you do see them um just so you're not caught off guard um and i think also remembering like it's okay to set boundaries so say that you see your ex out and about or an event or something and it's really hard for you and causing you to spiral or stumble it's also okay to leave the situation Mm. um i think just having those boundaries and knowing what's best for you especially when you're in a very fragile state or an emotional state um just setting those boundaries and having a game plan Ooh, i actually love that that was actually advice i got like a month out they were like hey this might sound weird but come up with a script if you were to run into them because it's like, okay, let's say you're at a coffee shop and all of a sudden you turn around and they're there three people back. By God's kindness, like he really did protect my heart. I've actually never seen my ex since we broke up. And I remember driving one time. I saw him driving one time. And I remember the Lord whispered, if I want you to see him, you will see him. And I remember that just gave me like so much peace of just reminding myself that God is sovereign even over the smallest details like that. But also my friend was like, just come up with a script. Like, what are you going to do if you see him? And that was really helpful of like right then and there going, if I were to see him, I would ask him how he's doing and remind him that I'm praying for him. Or he eventually dated someone else. And I remember going, if I were to see them out, what would I say? What would I do? And just having a good game plan for that was really helpful because then I know if this were to happen, I'm not going to be a deer in headlights Mm -hmm. because I've already prepared my heart and already prepared my words to at least handle it for a little bit. But I love what you said of just, it always says this, like protect your heart above all else. I know that it says in Proverbs, it says in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, protect your heart for it is the wellspring of life. And if you know that they're gonna be in an event and you don't think your heart can handle it, it's okay not to go. If you even think they might be in an event, but you don't think your heart can handle it, it's okay not to go. Your heart is the most important thing. You do not need to be tough girl summer. I think it's easy to think like, well, I want to look good. I want to show them that I'm over it. I want to show them that I'm okay. You've got nothing to prove. You've got nothing to prove. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also just what you said, outdoing one another in honor, that Romans 12 verse, um, just obviously treating them with respect and kindness. I mean, I know maybe not everyone's relationship ends in peace and love and happiness. Like maybe that person cheated on you or who knows. Um, But I think just trying to honor them the best that you can um, and just remember them like you have, just remembering you have the chance to show them Jesus. I love that. And Philippians 2, 3 actually kind of touches on that. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others better than yourselves. And so I think just going into that of like, they might hate you for calling it off. Yeah. Like that's real. Like they might be so frustrated with you or maybe they called it off and you're so angry at them. But right there in that moment going, I'm not going to try to impress you. I'm not going to be selfishly motivated, but I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to think of you better than myself. And like, that's the thing though, ladies, you can't do that unless you're leaning on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like there is nothing good in you apart from God. And if you were to run into them, you need to lean on the Lord's strength, not your own. Because left on your own strength, you ain't gonna be able to love them well. No. And so be like, God, prepare my heart for when I see them. Or if I see them, you might never see them. But just be prepared, go into it going, I'm gonna love them the way that Christ loves them because that's how Christ loves me. Yeah. And so here's our final question that I'm excited just to finish it up, because I think this is also a really um, popular question I get a lot on mm-hmm. DMs, is how do you not feel like damaged goods 
after your broken engagement, but also how to bring it up in your next relationship without fear. Because I think that's so true. Like, it's easy to think I'm damaged goods. Like, I was engaged before this. No one's ever going to want to date me again. The person that I'm dating now might think that's weird. Kind of unpack that for me, Kelly. What would you say? Yeah, that's good. I think that's a very like common concern that people have. Um, I would just say, say remember, everybody has a story um, and God can redeem anybody. So really, at the end of the day, we're all broken. We all have a past. We all have sin in our lives. And most of us all have things in our lives that we're maybe not the proudest of or, you know, things that we wish didn't happen necessarily. But just remember that God redeems everything. And I think remembering too when you say you start dating someone again and this comes up you know you talk about past relationships um and you bring it up you want someone to respond with grace and love because that's exactly how christ would respond and that's just the gospel right it's like christ washed our our past present and future sins away and loves us despite all of that and so i think you want someone to respond in a way that reflects that and i personally would not want to be with someone who would hold that against me or um would look at me different because of that um because that's just not the gospel gosh honestly that's so good and i think yeah i think that's a really good point is just whether that's this experience or something else the person that you're dating should not be shaming you based on your past. So maybe that's a broken engagement. Maybe that's the fact that you've had sex with multiple partners. Maybe you had a history of alcohol abuse or drug addiction. Those type of things are, yes, part of your story. But if you're sitting across from somebody on a first date, second date, third date, take that as an indication, ladies, that he might not be walking with the Lord as closely as he's saying as he is if he's shaming you for your sin. Because when the Lord looks at you, your sin is as far as from the east as from the west. He does not look at you and see what mm. you've done. Yeah. He sees you for what Jesus did on the cross. And a man who really loves God will be like, hey, you're made new. Like, I'm dating the girl I see that's in front of me today, not the girl that broke off her engagement five years ago, not the girl that was getting wasted at a party, having sex and doing drugs 10 years ago. I'm asking Kelly Lynn to come out on a date who's sitting here right here right now. And I think we need to remind ourselves that that's what we deserve. Mm. We deserve mm -hmm. someone, whether that is a man or a date or a friendship. Like we should not settle for anything less than someone who looks at us and says, I love you 24 seven, even when you have a past that looks like this, because God can redeem anything. He can redeem any story at any point in time and make it new. Make sure you're not settling that area whatsoever. Yeah. That's a word. And yeah, redeeming, God redeeming our stories is like the entire Bible. Yeah. And that's really the whole point of this episode, ladies. If you gain anything from this, it's not that me and Kelly have it all together. It's not that me and Kelly did all these tricks and tips and now we're coming out on the other side healed. Our hearts are healed from probably one of the most traumatic situations we've ever gone through, not because we did all these right things, but because we sat at the feet of the cross going, God, we can't, but you can. Mm. And so, Kelly, I want you to finish us out. Give me one last word that you would say to the girl who is thinking about calling off her engagement, and then I'll finish it off with the girl who did just call off her engagement. Oh, man, I would just say I know how it feels. I know it feels like your world is crashing down, 
around you and crumbling, but just remember that God can redeem anything and you are not alone in this. And if it's what you decide to do, the Lord will be with you if you seek him. And um, just this is not the end of the story. It's honestly the beginning of a new one. Oh man, I love that. And for the girl that just did call off an engagement, I want you to know that you're about to enter into the sweetest season of your life if you chase after Jesus. Because I really do believe that it's not the good that Jesus can do the most in, it's the hardest. Because I know for me, I have seen and tasted God the most at my lowest moments because he just is there with you. And so for the girl that just called off an engagement, like run after him with everything you've got. And I promise you with every fiber of my being, if you surrender it all, you lay down it all and go, God, here I am, do what you want. In a year from now, you're gonna be doing things that you cannot believe that you're doing because God can work really, really well with an open heart and an open mind and just hands up. And I want you to know that if he has marriage for you or doesn't have marriage for you, he is better than any husband you can possibly imagine. Like I promise you ladies, me and Kelly are 30 and single. And I know that we can say like, we have tasted and seen marriage. We have tasted, it is so close to us, but we said, God, you're asking us to walk away. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna walk away because your words are better than our ones. Y'all, thank you for tuning in to Call Her Holy. And last but not least, go check out the amazing sponsor of this episode, Go Rings. It's a ring that you actually don't have to take off. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, y'all. The best thing about me and Kelly's friendship, you guys didn't ask for this, but I'm going to tell you, but we're like a teeter-totter. When I'm good, Kelly's like not so good. But when <laughs> she's good, I'm like in the pits. And so we like eventually level each other out. Yeah, we do. But then also is like our like party mentality because you're like party girl, like fun, fun, fun. And I'm like deep. But then like you level <laughs> me out. It's just like a really great friendship. Shrek and donkey. Shrek and donkey. <laughs> That's a bigger question. Who's Shrek and who's donkey? The listeners. Well, I want to know what the <laughs> listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. think. We'll put a poll out. <laughs>